to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mmm. Even when we do recognize that we would like to be part of some larger change in our community, we sometimes have the tendency to feel that we have to wait. We think we need to be perfect as individuals in order to begin the work of contributing to our collective benefit. Before she passed away, Sandra Jishu Holmes, co-founder of the Peacemaker Community and a well-loved Zen teacher, wrote in her journal, Only the wounded healer is able to heal. As long as we think that spiritual leaders need to be perfect, we live in poverty. I have a perfect teacher inside. There is no perfect teacher outside. I, just, I originally came to this write this book from a place of pain because like so many of us i've been wounded and i still share space with that pain i believe as just you wrote that sometimes it is necessary to know pain to be intimate with it to help others to heal in the course of my practice my biggest lesson has been how to open my heart and be aware of how i'm feeling i have learned to allow my pain to be what it is honor it and be gentle with myself and whatever faults I perceive. From that place, my world, my capacity for compassion, gentleness, and clarity has opened itself up before me. I now embrace my heart that hurts because it is the very same heart that heals. I think our communities can benefit from this lesson. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Sunday, ready to do some podcasting. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, search the Blackout Tips, leave us five-star reviews. The official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport... Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme! And today's excerpt to start the show is from Being Black by Angel Kyoto Williams, um, or Kyoto Williams, um, and, uh that that right there speaks volumes i think because uh, i think the pressure now to even like step your foot into discussing anything to 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 teach to guide whatever comes from this pressure of like you need to look perfect i'm not saying you're gonna have to be perfect but so much of what we do now is about appearance you know like oh you want to talk about um race then you need to have never fucked up you need you want to teach people about money you need to have never done it you want to talk about relationships your your relationship needs to be perfect and also i think when it comes to wanting to help other people there's a paralysis of analysis as they call it like where or perfection paralysis where basically you go okay i want to say i want to talk about activism but i haven't always been a very the act the most woke motherfucker so i'm gonna just continue to not do it until i get my shit 100 percent together i'm not even gonna delve into talking talking these topics um you know i want to you know i want to talk about politics or voting or something but i don't know everything and i don't want to ever look bad i don't want to ever get something wrong or i've been wrong in the past i'm gonna just not talk about it you know um you know even with stuff like weight loss journeys and stuff like that how many people kind of present you the finished product you know what i mean it's like okay i took this picture three years ago and guess what y'all i'm no longer fat you know like it's never uh, not never but there's very few people that want to let you in on the journey of the cycles of up and down and um and you know success and failure and all of that stuff right there's there's a very much like um 
a weird perfectionist culture that i feel like we exist in right now i you done i'm sorry i was gonna let you yeah. finish your thought okay i th- I think for me it's it's this was a lot um uh, that statement was a lot uh the statement of perfection because everybody knows nobody's perfect but everybody wants everybody to constantly present themselves online as being perfect and then everybody has this complex about being perfect about the perfect representation of them online so they allow people places and things to dictate and determine what is perfect which drives drives them down alleys and roads and brooks and streams that they normally wouldn't have been bothered with if they would have stuck to them true set to their true selves but they allow these other things that perfect 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 to infect them and to uh dictate things and they'll people will put themselves around other people that they normally wouldn't be around and go places they normally wouldn't go just for the fact that they have to have this representation of being uh perfect but the thing is uh what i've learned uh the thing that uh, touched me and i know i am this is a uh wounded healer um because the thing about a wounded healer is that the only way I can help somebody else healed is if I've been wounded. How can I help you heal a cut if I've never been cut before? And so you have a lot of people who they, and, and it's not to knock their journey because everybody's journey is different, but they haven't experienced and they haven't been through certain things. And it does not mean that you just oblivious to it because you haven't been through it. It just means there's certain things about it that you just might not know just out of your lack of experience. And it's not to dismiss you. It is not to say that you can't help somebody, but it's nothing like I've been through X, Y, and Z. And somebody else says, well, I've been through X, Y, and Z too. And they're actually on the other side of it, which means they've been through the emotional roller coaster attached with it. They've been through the ups and the downs. They've been through the anger. They've been through the sadness. They've been through the depression. They've been through the thoughts of suicide. You know, they've been through the, the feeling of giving up. You know, they've been through, I'm up today. I'm down tomorrow. They've been through the feeling of guiltiness. They've been through, I don't know how to forgive. I, can't forgive myself i'm mad at the world they've been through that and they have literally are on the other side and they go well i've been through the stages that you are at right now and if you want to heal i can help you and guide you i can't take the journey with you and i think a lot of times people want to they they want that instant fix of their pain that's impossible people you know we live in a society where people reject hurt they reject pain they reject feelings they reject anything that is not happiness they reject anything that is not joy joy happy happy well i i think honestly i think a lot of people do embrace that like sometimes i think almost too much you know what i mean yeah, like, that, that like my the- pain is the one thing i'm gonna view everything the lens i'm gonna view everything through is the pain and the trauma i've experienced yeah, and yeah. like you know what i'm saying and so that becomes its own community i think a lot of people have built communities around that pain and that trauma and and that becomes a new thing yes but that's the other extreme but i'm I'm not really talking about that extreme people that just bask in their pain mm-hmm. i'm talking about somebody that actually wants to heal like 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 somebody that's like hey i know something's wrong they acknowledge it 
they they understand it and they actually want to heal that's where the 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 wounded healer steps in at that time because they go okay i see that you want to heal how can i help you get to the other side in a healthy manner because those other people are doing it in a unhealthy manner how can i help you get there in a healthy manner that will get you to the point where you can also heal people because the thing is a lot of people have been through things a lot of people have very powerful and very uh uh um i don't want to say wonderful but very powerful and stories that will impact other people and help people see their flaws just so that they could get to that healing point also and the thing is and the reason why i put wonderful in there because you got to the other side which is the wonderful part which a lot of times people don't think of going through pain as wonderful but the thing is once you get to the other side you have transformed literally into something wonderful but people don't look at pain like that they don't look at pain as i am actually the the, the finished product will make a better version of me nobody looks at pain like that nobody looks at pain as you know what i'm going through I, I have to go through this process so that when i get to the other side i can make better decisions i can make better choices i can not hurt other people i can help people heal but because we also live in a society that's very selfish which means if i go through it fuck everybody else you know i you know this is my hurt and my pain i've healed from it i know how to move on but i'm not going to help anybody else that i see going through this because you know as far as i'm concerned society tells me not to help anybody society tells me not to reach out because like you said i got to be perfect so since i got to be perfect why should i waste my equipment and my tools and my talents to help my fellow man around me because i'm not perfect and the second they come out and tell me that i'm not perfect i don't know how to respond to that and the thing is you have to accept your flaws except that you're not perfect because no matter what you do your flaws are going to be always pointed out the older people live in live live in the stage in our lives where we everything wasn't recorded so we can quote unquote pretend like our fuck-ups didn't exist but now you live in a society where everything you do is recorded and everything you do could be flashed up in your face at any period of time so you have to accept it embrace it and say yeah i did it and take the power away from those people and and that also means that sometimes you have to walk away from people who will not allow you to go past that point in your life yeah i think you touched on a couple of things uh for me um i think it's interesting because who will point someone to be a healer for someone else you know what i mean like uh, i think the universal kind of connection that the book is promoting is one where you care about society you care about people around you right. so you kind of we all become healers mm-hmm. we all become you know because we're all connected right um but uh i do think the um, the shame attached to imperfection is what often keeps people from discussing it mm-hmm. you know and some of that shame isn't even warranted you know some of that shame is victim blame and stuff like that but sometimes the shame you know it's like someone that's been divorced actually has a lot to tell you about marriage yes they do you know because they can tell you like what happened for them what made theirs not work what makes the what what was good what you know but we attach shame to to divorce as if you failed and so now it's we don't want to hear from you you you're not perfect you know what i mean you didn't do this the uh you know uh the 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 almost biblical way you know get married be in love have children and never talk about it again you know um 
so it's just it's i think that's a big part of it and why you don't have people that uh want to even contribute to these conversations because like then i would have to talk about what y'all judge me by Mm -hmm. um another thing uh is that i think people who have been hurt and people who have been in pain people who have been imperfect or whatever um they have a gentleness to them to their teaching they have a gentleness to their um i well i think those who have uh as she brought it up confronted and then kind of recognize and face their pain i shouldn't correct it's not everybody because sometimes people teach from a place of still being in trauma yes and the trauma is so consuming they haven't actually processed it and then i mean we all see those people we all see what that looks like Mm -hmm. um but i think one of the things she talked about that you know i struggle with sometimes is opening up your heart and being aware of how you're feeling like at the moment not not just you know how i felt a long time ago or whatever but being like no this is uh this is how i feel right now this is the because i think if you're in denial of that if you are trying to reject that like you know as you said trying to reject that that pain like i don't want to you know if i just only accept the happy things and i only talk about what makes me happy then i'll just be happy all the time yeah and that's um, the opposite of them people that sink in that sadness right. and though and and that area is not healthy either because you don't address shit either and i think honestly a lot of people are in pain a lot of people experience this stuff but they're not gentle with themselves Mm-mm. and they haven't learned to be gentle with themselves and that's why they're not gentle to anyone else agreed because you can tell by the way people talk to each other the way we re- react to people who also make mistakes there's a there's a there's a level of denial there in that i am not like you you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna dunk on you because you fucked up i would never fuck up i ain't perfect that you know it's you know and there's a level of that 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 is present in people i think when they attack which they don't you know but not saying there's never a time and all this shit but just that sometimes we come at people that way almost more about our own insecurities and not really the person that you know is fucking up because we know that that's not always the best way to heal people that's not the best way to help people you can't just come down and yell at motherfuckers and punch them in the face and then everybody's gonna get in line correct and also i think that uh a lot of people have a tendency to do like we said before it deflects from whatever they're going through it's easier to talk about how you fucked up than it is to talk about how i fucked up because if i talk about how i fucked up that means i need to I have to address shit within myself and almost it's it's almost against human nature truth be told to address within me like like to address within me literally goes against the core of of people you know because that means i have to shine all my imperfections and i have to acknowledge that they're there acknowledge that they existed acknowledge that i need to may need to mature acknowledge that you know i'm not mature acknowledge that you know uh, when people were telling me shit, I didn't listen, you know, acknowledge that things I have done things to contribute to this acknowledge that other people may have done things to contribute to, to whatever the situation is. You have to do a lot of acknowledgement. And the thing is the feelings themselves are okay. And the problem is a lot of people don't want to accept the feelings. The feelings themselves are okay. What do you do with those feelings? And, th- also, and that's the problem. Also like, 
you can't wait on yourself to be a finished piece of work Mm -hmm. to start living life and to start oh you'll never live um or to be associated with or help someone else like agreed if you if you keep waiting on that then you're never gonna do anything Mm because we know no one's perfect but it takes bravery these days anyway it takes bravery to like kind of step up and be like yeah i'm imperfect and i still am gonna contribute i'm still gonna you know say stuff i'm still gonna help i'm still gonna be out front or try to do something to to you know to support folks yeah and also uh even the person that is wounded and the person that's trying to help who, the person who has been wounded and the person that's trying to help the person wounded can actually learn from each other because sometimes even though you're healed, you can still learn from the person that is you wounded. You can learn about yourself through the process. Right, and and that's you something know? that a lot of people fail to realize that, you know, life is always about learning. If you get to the point where you think you know it all, go ahead and dig your grave and put yourself in it because nobody knows it all. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow, a reading rainbow. I can be anything. Take a look. It's in a book, a reading rainbow, a reading rainbow. Don't have to take my word for it. Nah, just kidding. Um, let's get into some news. I guess it's been a while since we uh did coronavirus news. Um, let me uh see what coronavirus songs are out there for us to peruse through. I'm sure there's plenty of terrible ones um man we're starting to run out to be honest oh shit uh, here's one called no this no this is a lot of these are from the same artist that just made a lot of fucking coronavirus songs <laughs> we might have to find us a new artist like they albums is named coronavirus and shit oh no one is rain sounds 50 rest against coronavirus i don't think so uh rusty yeah, somebody, somebody say look for covid uh COVID nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could start looking up COVID nineteen. That's a good one. Yeah. A uh, Dorona. You know um, how we do. You start looking up Dorona, shit just definitely pop up. I'm gonna keep scrolling down and see what else we got here. Um MC Rick got a song. I don't Ela nunca deu condição, tô cheio de ódio na tarada. Se ela brotar na minha base, vou acabar com a desgraça. Então me fala, conversa com ele, Gonzaga. Tu quer leite nessa bunda, tu quer leite na tua casa. Então me fala, conversa com ele, Gonzaga. Tu quer leite nessa bunda, tu quer leite na tua casa. Me fala, princesa, que tu quer comigo, o que que cê deseja? Quer tomar coça de pinto e fala princesa O que tu quer comigo, o que que cê deseja I keep waiting for the beat to drop Me too, and, and y'all, I know, and y'all I heard, know we don't know nothing they saying I heard I Leche a lot 
okay nope. so uh, yes but i watch uh brazilian porn so that could also mean sperm um oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. good to know well you gotta this is why you gotta diversify your palate and then um i think i heard puto which i think is a uh like some type of slur or something i can't remember if it's bitch or something like that oh yeah no, i know i don't know yeah uh i'm not feeling this one um, there's no beat drop yeah I, I was really hoping that he was gonna drop the beat at some point and then we would be like oh it's all, all the elements came together but Mm-mm. i don't feel like we got that let's get to coronavirus news um covid19 death rate among african-americans and latinos are rising sharply no shit as more and more people start to you know venture outside go to restaurants party take vacations you know we're kind of seeing a lot of stuff i think uh especially after uh labor day um which uh i guess you know about a, a another week or so mm-hmm. we'll start getting them numbers. we should see if uh if there's a spike from all that stuff i hope mm-hmm. not but you know because i did see that people that went to the beach a lot of them were practicing social distancing and stuff which is good uh the new thing that that, that gives me anxiety now is when people go out and eat and do stuff with people and they're like yeah we, we social distance and then they take that picture together with no mask on next to each other and you're like nope yeah almost you almost had me i almost believed you that defeat the purpose because my mask is on at all times i almost believed you Mm -hmm. but uh let's be honest you didn't you didn't quite pass the test okay you got a 90 yeah you got to the last part the last question on the test and you said it's time to take this selfie together and you uh, didn't get an a you got a b yeah yeah so and i and i get it too by the way because if you've been sitting at a table with somebody and you've been eating food you probably don't have a mask on so you know like it's almost you like have to at least take it down to eat right so it's almost like why can we not take a picture together at this point you know what i'm saying like i totally get it it's mm-hmm. just but it just looks funny because people always like right like you know been social distancing and doing this doing that and then chick chick here's this picture of us together <laughs> yeah because people are like i'm tired of taking i want i want time to see my smile i'm tired to take a piece of these goddamn mask we only took the picture we only took the mask off for the picture i'm like the coronavirus don't care dog it don't care why uh that'd be saying i'm free oh it's a picture well you know what i'm gonna just hang out over here then i just thought y'all was doing this just being risky um anyway but new figures compiled by the color of coronavirus project shared with guardians show that total numbers of deaths and per capita death rates have increased dramatically in august for black and brown americans mm-hmm. that's why a lot of black and brown people and uh are like hey dog like we're dying and the rest of the world's like get your asses back to work we don't give a fuck the latest figures record uh latest figures record that in two weeks from the 4th to the 18th of august the death rate of african americans shot up from 80 to 88 per 100,000 population an increase of eight percent by contrast the white population increased by four percent um and that's from 36 to 40 so you know that's still that's a lot lower like if you're white you have half a chance of dying 
compared to whatever blacks are going through yeah because a lot of the black and brown people are a lot of the poor a lot of them were a lot of these quote unquote uh uh workers that uh everybody cheered about but won't give raises and won't you know do the shit that you are supposed to do for the people that you quote unquote praise like we fell in those groups that were out there when everybody else had their asses at home latino americans also had theirs increase about nine percent which makes sense too because i you know i think a lot of this is the type of professions that Mm -hmm. people work and black and brown people are just more likely to be in some of these professions that are either service industry related um manual labor uh factory mm-hmm. warehouse type these jobs that you you know you really can't protect a hundred percent you know it's not like i can do my whole foods job from or my public's job remotely from my from my home if i'm a cashier or if i'm a bagger or something mm-hmm. i thought people don't give a fuck because they're like i ain't got the job take your ass back to work yeah so um the new batch of statistics is a cause for concern on a number of level of death rates for all racial and ethnic groups have been falling through the summer but after the virus began surging through the south and midwest in july it produced a time lag spike in deaths in august that has driven the human suffering back up to previous grim heights um so yeah as of august 18th the latest date Hmm, i wonder does this have something to do with a lot of the states down here going fuck it we literally ain't never georgia south carolina we ain't really florida we we ain't really closing closing you know maybe i mean that's definitely a big part of it i just think also uh it's gonna take some toll Mm -hmm. and uh I think even if your government or your companies or whatever would have been like, you know, we're not with this or what, or your government really, not companies, because right. companies seem to really actually be like on board with. Yeah, like we don't people. want dead workers. <laughs> yeah, um, but one of the things that I find interesting though is um, it's the type of job. I just don't yeah, think a, it I is think, the type of job. You yeah. know, like who's driving your buses? Who's um working your mtas and your train jobs mm-hmm. who, like the people that literally can't be protected are normally these black people and these and brown people in these jobs you know so um but yeah the striking dis- disparity underlines a major failing at the heart of u.s response to COVID. it's been known now for several months the virus is exacting and especially punishing toll on american among communities of color yet federal and state governor governments have not taken steps to effectively ameliorate the disaster um yeah 36,000 african americans have died from COVID 19 uh, that's of august 18th so obviously the numbers have gone up since then mm-hmm. um the new uptick means that one and one every 1125 black americans have died from the disease compared to one in every 2450 uh white americans which is half that rate um which which is you know a lot to think about because it explains a lot of the disparity in like how white people feel about coronavirus and how we feel mm-hmm. yeah they the motherfuckers talking about fuck a mask and and shit like that and most of us are like wear mask and the people and and most of us that are smart that are not wearing masks we like i don't want because well, of not, racism not just that but it's like what them saying it's a hoax them saying it's not yes. real them saying well do you know anybody 
who's even been affected by this and for us like yes for us it for us it's more likely to be a yes right we're 50 percent more likely to have to know somebody uh if you look at just those numbers than than the average white person and that's one of the reasons that you know they're able to do that uh let's see uh oh uk is having a sharp rise in coronavirus cases recently and they say it's concerning um and they may have to you know lock it down more mm-hmm. yeah i think the way it is they're gonna open up they're gonna lock it down they're gonna open up they're gonna lock it down like i think until there's a vaccine and either a vaccine that is like a booster shot which means you're gonna have to continually take it or either like a once a year like the flu until you get something it this is something that's going to continue to happen and then it's not just here news anti-covid-19 protesters arrested at freedom day demonstrations in sydney australia oh no you be safe out there wanga i mean if it's not this it'll be the venomous kangaroos that get them among those arrested at high park on saturday afternoon was a 54 year old man who was later charged with assaulting an officer uh two other people a 44 year old man and a 56 year old woman were arrested for not complying with police they issued another 19 people at the park with a thousand dollar fines and a 16 year old was issued with a youth caution and if you look at these pictures it's just a bunch of white people with no mask milling about there's not even like a thing they're doing it doesn't even really seem organized Mm-mm. it looked like everybody just showed up and it, i know that there are stupid people stupid people all around the world but uh i blame trump and the republicans and the dumbass people here that's actually causing that shit to spread around the world i don't care what nobody says mm. the motherfuckers here rejected it and just acted a motherfucking fool and so there were other people that felt like this all around the world but the assholes here emboldened these people to start cutting the food to other places um yeah uh they chanted freedom and shove your new world order up your arse oh shit natural arse that's what the article says mounted police slowly push people out the park towards the train station where they could go infect many others Mm -hmm. uh victorian police have made multiple arrests in melbourne where around 300 anti-lockdown protesters gathered for march (laughs) demonstrations were also taking place in every australian capital city and several regional areas jesus so they was like fuck george floyd we out here marching for this covid dog we trying Mm -hmm. to get it all of it we're trying to kiss it in the mouth yeah like i said the things that make me scared about coronavirus are not that we could not handle it in a cautious enough measure for us to kind of return to some sort of normalcy that's not the shit that bothers me it's these motherfucking motherfuckers that are actively out here being like fuck this i'm not doing no science you you can't tell me what to do government those motherfuckers are the ones dog because because like that kind of motherfucking attitude is scarier to me than a person that's trying to be cautious and happens to get it all right then because because like you know these motherfuckers got jobs these motherfuckers go to your gym these motherfuckers go to your schools they children go to your schools or whatever you know um and and y'all and there's nothing we can do in certain areas of society we can't you know if if like these kind of people have to go to the grocery store yes they do they're you know what i'm saying and they're gonna go and because they definitely ain't getting no delivery you know what i'm saying like when we go well you can it's safe to go out to eat 
it is assuming people follow the guidelines correct people have been trying to follow the guidelines or whatever and you know i I, i'm very wary of this shit because i'm like i don't know it seems like a lot of people aren't though right and it's one thing that frightens me because like we haven't been to the movies since fucking Mm -hmm. last year literally no no not last year we what since what it February? feels like 40 years but it's, yeah. it's just been this year yeah i mean probably the beginning of the year mm-hmm. i know we ain't been out to eat since the probably before march like february probably maybe even january because after the first of the year you was like fuck it so we haven't been out to eat nah, that's forever. not okay you're just making stuff up over here today i don't know what's going on but these are not facts okay these are not based in facts no and we have a whole podcast with archive facts of us talking about when we did and did not do stuff the last movie we saw i believe was the photograph it was the last one we saw in the theater so that was uh, around valentine's day so that was february February. okay um and then we stopped eating out um in sometime in march not in january because we went to hornets games and everything okay. the last hornets game we went to i think we saw either the bucks or the rockets yes um, that, and i think that was sometime in february maybe march maybe and then the last time we went out to eat we went to that um place with the thai fried rice um that's when trump made that that announcement about he was what yeah. you called them planes yeah so, so yeah don't please <laughs> don't make it longer than it has already been it it's feels enough. like fucking forever well Sorry. i'm just trying to keep it real okay I'm trying to live in facts here that's my job on the show thank you um but yeah uh astrazeneca's covid19 vaccine trials have been put on hold after a suspected serious reaction uh so trials of oxford university's coronavirus vaccine have been put on hold after a british volunteer was rushed to the hospital with suspected swelling in their spinal cord uk drug uk drug giant astrazeneca uh zeneca uh which owns the rights to the vaccine announced last night that all the studies of the jab have been paused indefinitely while it investigates whether the patient's side effect is connected to the vaccine this means no one else will be given the vaccine until an investigation has been completed astrazeneca did not reveal any information about the volunteer's condition other than to say they have suffered a serious adverse reaction there's currently no proof that the volunteer's illness was caused by the jab it's unclear what the exact nature of the reaction was but the new york times quoted a source claiming the patient had traverse myelitis which it uh which is an inflammation of the spinal cord that could cause permanent paralysis in some patients the disorder can be triggered from a number of causes that set off the body's inflammatory responses including viral infections which is what a vaccine is intended to do the development is a worrying blow to worldwide hopes for a jab being ready by christmas because oxford vaccine was considered by many including the world health organization to be the front runner uh health security uh health secretary matt hannock said the pause to the oxford vaccine trial is not necessarily a setback and that trials of the jab were put on hold over the summer when a patient fell ill he told sky news it's obviously a challenge to this particular vaccine it's not actually the first time it has happened to the oxford vaccine and it's a standard process in clinical trials i mean that's what they're gonna say anyway Uh, yeah of course and my nigga i didn't know the spinal cord could swell that's new to me and uh yeah uh i'm opening up my third eye this is why i'm like you get shot first i'm not taking shit mm-hmm. 
uh professor terry nolan from the university of melbourne said it was entirely plausible to voluntarily suffer traverse myelitis as a result of the uh as a direct result of the vaccine exact cause of the tm is unknown but it's been reported to occur after infections of vaccination so i guess we'll find out when the investigation is done mm-hmm. yeah i want a vaccine too but i'm not in i don't want it that bad yep well um people who tested positive for COVID 19 were twice as likely to report eating recently at a restaurant because they opening back up a lot of them across the state are opening back up like that 25 50 percent capacity mm-hmm. a lot of people are eating inside so we're in the inside building mm-hmm. and you were saying how some states are like you know what somebody get to COVID, you ain't even got to tell people yeah um uh, i think it's a couple of things because you know causation doesn't necessarily mean correlation or correlation doesn't mean causation or something like that so it could be a couple things people that are eating out at restaurants are probably engaging in more riskier behaviors anyway mm-hmm. than just re-eating at a restaurant Agreed. so um because obviously if you're self-selecting for this study people that went out to eat at a restaurant are also going to include in that venn diagram people that did a lot of shit that wasn't safe too like i said it's not you can go eat at a restaurant probably safely Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) who am i eating in this restaurant with and are they as serious as me because i have a feeling they are not Mm -hmm. so if i if you're the i go to i've been you know chugging beers at the beach with my friends like nothing's wrong and and what you do is you go well when i go in this restaurant i will follow their rules right you see this all the time people like they might be like you know make america great again blah 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 but if mr uh if mr trader joe says i have to wear a fucking mask i guess i'll wear it while i'm in this building but as soon as i get outside of here i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want to do right agreed that's what happens at work a lot of times yeah you see a lot of people um sports is happening right now there's people in the stands in certain arenas and shit um so there's people engaging in risky behavior so the odds of those people who would attend a football game or even play football or what you know go to the gym or they that person is probably also more likely to go out to eat so that this may not necessarily mean well you go to a restaurant you're gonna get coronavirus as much as it's the people who are doing shit that's gonna get them coronavirus also go to restaurants yeah like in conjunction to whatever they were doing right. yes right yeah and then you have people that are like i just go out every now and then like the fuck is this and then no i'm not going out and of course you know like i said the the clear thing that i think is obvious here is um with the restaurants not having to report that they have outbreaks or that someone at the restaurant has gotten it or whatever um you know or that you know the one of these people that play football and go to the games and shit could be a waiter like yeah you you know you just you just don't fucking know so i you know there's also that risk attached to it um and that may be because we don't have enough testing and enough um we don't have enough ability to be ahead of this it could be as simple as if you go out to eat you're more likely to get it it could be that it could just be through all those factors that i brought up that even if you've been social distancing and doing everything right if you go out to eat at a restaurant and say you eat inside or whatever or you eat outside but they keep sitting people you know closer than six feet and shit it might be possible that you just gonna get it because uh, because of all those factors 
Yeah, and and we talked about it before. That's just the risk that people take. Like people are like, I'm tired of being in the house. I got to get out. So I understand because people gonna people. Yeah, and of course there's several limitations to this study. They didn't ask patients to distinguish between indoor outdoor dining when they asked them about eating at restaurants. So that could be a big thing, you know. Um, and they could have got it from other places. True. So um we'll see what happens man because some like you said places are starting to open up 25 percent capacity stuff like that so if restaurants are a big um causational factor we should be seeing that soon mm-hmm. yes um what yeah yeah because like i said a lot i know a lot of places are starting to line like new york like increasing capacity or allowing people to eat inside and stuff like that so yeah like you said if if that if that statement is true you will see the numbers drop yeah we'll see um johnson and johnson's potential coronavirus vaccine prevented severe illness in a small group of hamsters so i guess that's positive news if you're a hamster yes it is all right if all my hamster people um <laughs> uh university of wisconsin madison had to direct nine sororities and fraternities to quarantine because they uh, did some off-campus uh partying i guess yeah and you know depends on how your university is set up a uh, particularly a lot of pwis their houses are normally off campus i mean for some, some black sororities and fraternities their houses houses are off campus university can't, does not control that yeah well they directed nine off-campus sororities and fraternities to quarantine for 14 days so i guess they control something yeah they tell you quarantine because you guess what you got to come back on campus we can control you being on campus <laughs> Mm-mm. They, they, yeah they say quarantine even if you are off campus yeah yeah even if you're off yeah. campus because you're on you, you have to come to campus right. like so yes we control that part even though we can't control your actions off campus mm-hmm uh another thing i found interesting was that 60 people at notre dame i think have died of coronavirus as far as like but it's mostly staff and stuff but it was funny because the article that pointed this out used the words only like only 60 people have died so 60 is a lot they had an outbreak on campus and then they switched to virtual learning like two weeks into the semester mm-hmm. and that's only for i think they only switch for a couple of weeks so they can they plan on cleaning and dollar that i'm bringing everyone back and it and that was part of the thing they sent out was like only 60 people i was like are y'all fucking insane that's a lot of people you know staff and teachers and shit you, too you know i'm a and this is my thing words mean things and marketing mean things and if you quote unquote don't want a certain subsection of people to panic particularly mm-hmm. white people you go only like only is a way to downplay the severity of it because you see the number 60 people is a whole fucking lot those are 60 families that are impacted forever by this but as far as they're concerned like if you be like 60 people people go well was there more is there more people not asking that question when you go only because you're going only as like the final number like 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 only eight people died in this car accident so when you hear that you go oh eight people it didn't affect it didn't impact anybody else that's a motherfucking lie because these 60 people who caught it had family and friends and they may have caught it may have given to them so before you know it this number directly impacted from these 60 people could be 
you know a few hundred people but you never know like you said it's the marketing of it matters because as far as they're concerned they want to get motherfuckers back to work they want to get you back to work they want to get they want the economy to get the motherfucking rolling but it doesn't matter when people are dying but it's one of those things where i go motherfuckers are stupid in my mind but it's one of those things where um you have to do studies and statistics you have to do facts you got to throw this data up in people's faces before people actually change their minds and go well oh oh this shit matters yes it does and people were telling you it matters and people have been dying the whole time while you hemming and hawing and passing these fucked up laws that are causing people to die yeah it's in the new york times the article is called college campus uh how colleges became the new covid hotspots and the line I, that, that i keep focusing on is uh since the beginning of the pandemic only about 60 of the campus cases have resulted in death mostly of college staff members and only a small number have resulted in hospitalizations but what has happened on campus hasn't stayed on campus like that even if it would have stayed on campus that's 60 people dog yes <laughs> yeah like i like i said and the wording means things and and they're literally doing that to downplay the the severity and the and the actual impact of it you know because if you got people really thinking about how fucked up that is and i'm not trying to be funny it uh, uh uh universities and colleges might get uh sued because they like hey my my loved one my professor my you know my doctor whoever this person is went back on campus and you sent them back in an environment that got them motherfucking sick fucking pay me dr fauci also says sending college students with covid19 home is the worst thing you can do so if somebody got covid19 going let's send them back to their parents who are older uh let's send them back home after we've already had them on campus in this environment that that's even worse than you know making them stay at school and quarantine for x amount of days and blah 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 like yeah because the thing is it's it's they're a business and it's a catch-22 when they sent people home people should have stayed at home they bought them back <laughs> so when you bought them back you bought them back and you bought the covid back too and so then it ravages across your campus so now you're not going even your campus you're sending them home too yeah yes you're sending them right. home no you you no they sent them home in march they should have stayed at home like like when you close campuses everything should have been virtual but motherfuckers because it's a business people are like we need this tuition we need this money we got to pay staff we 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 can't be with zero income because we sent everybody home like that's colleges are a business people try to act like higher education is something special no is a they they have balance sheets and statements they have quotas they have numbers they they have uh assets and liabilities they are a motherfucking business so you can't send everybody home have everybody do virtual and expect to have the same income you can't do that because a lot of these colleges particularly the the the, the higher up the the prestige colleges cost a motherfucking house payment every goddamn year like like a whole ass house every year i'm taking out a goddamn student loans and people will start dropping out and they know this so if i'm paying for a yale experience a lot of my cost is going to be on campus experience and that has been stripped away the fuck i'm paying this for i'm going to change my field like 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 this is I, I feel like th this is just me going through the process. I'm going to change my field. I'm going to go to community college. I'm going to transfer over all these other things, which is a loss of 
customers which is the student population so they was like we can't do this we have to have our customers the student population come back on campus so when you have all these people come back on campus you don't know what they brought a lot of them bought the COVID with them so you have the COVID rampaging across your campus and like and like uh dr fauci said now you're going to send them back home if they didn't have it before now you send them back home for it to respread versus now if since they're there just keep them there i'm assuming but in my opinion they never should have been bought back in the first place but because it's a business you have to bring them back yep um couldn't agree more and i think that's a big big fucking risk but no we stopped listening to dr fauci now a listening to the new ago. the new trump guy who's more on the side of uh exactly what trump does got caught lying about yeah because if we would have had a functioning government you know that trillion dollars that everybody got that once one time payment for twelve hundred dollars you know would have been on there uh money for college campuses to upgrade their infrastructure to do more online learning like like that shit would have been in there to to pay the it department to training of professionals professors because the thing is if i'm a professor most professors and most teachers were not trained to do online learning that's why most of them don't it is a very difficult thing you have to learn all these programs you have to learn how shit works you like it is a learning curve i don't know why people would act like where well, the technology you supposed to know no you you, you don't just supposed to know it you like it's just like you at your job when everything changes you you have to go through a learning process you have to learn what works learn what doesn't work you have to go live everything have to fuck up before you go oh this is the right way to do it and so because money and resources were not put in here and because money wasn't pop, pumped out to the colleges so they motherfucking wouldn't have to shut down if the college students wouldn't come this is the end result um florida tells health officials not to release coronavirus data about schools yeah because it's it's florida ain't florida the same place where that woman was giving out the numbers and they was like uh you fired bitch and she had to come up with her own numbers yeah they fired the person that was responsible for giving the daily tally of uh covid19 cases for the state they fired her i don't know why they think covering shit up actually makes it better uh I, I but you know what that's what donald trump wants to do i mean he got caught this week saying that um well he said it actually back in like march but uh woodward bob woodward has a book coming out and so he's releasing you know some of the the, the explosive stuff in the book um and in this case it's trump saying he knew COVID-19 was airborne. He knew uh, it was dangerous. He knew it was much more deadly than the flu. He that, knew that, that makes sense. He, All he, them briefings, yes. You got. He has to know. Nobody else knew. He knew. Well, I mean, well, see, that's the thing, though. A lot of these people think they act like he's stupid, and so they go, "Well, he's a dumbass," and blah blah blah. And then he lets them play into that because he'll go and say the stupid thing. And people go, what a fucking idiot, man. He really thinks this shit isn't ever. But to me, it's always been worse than that with him is he's a con man. So that means he does know. And he he will sell you a bottle of poison and, you know, and make it seem like he's taking a sip out of it himself. But you, you're the one that's going to die, you know. Agreed. And so, uh, you know, for me, that was a you know i know a lot of people got mad at woodward woodward uh woodward for that but i'm not even mad at him because i honestly don't think it would have mattered because the people that's going to believe him they don't matter 
like i think it would the only way it would matter is if trump himself publicly came out and was like guys i i, I do know that this is dangerous yeah, and it, we should we we should take all the precautions unless he came out and said that on the podium yeah. back in march when uh the shit popped off that's the only way it would have changed any of these people's behavior you, you back in march yes yeah that's when it was recorded back in march yeah, yeah like if yeah i'm with you like yeah. if he if he comes out and said now it's not oh no nah, it's too late now mm-mm, it's too mm-mm. late now now it's, it's bigger than him in a weird way mm-hmm. like um I, the people because now they are asking people at these rallies that he's still holding and that people are going mostly without masks they're asking people about it like hey uh you heard this this clip he he knows that it's dangerous why aren't you wearing a mask and there's been people actively saying like because you know it's a hoax it's not real you know what i mean like and they're like well that's the president your president the man you're here to support said it's real well that's his opinion like that's that's a legit thing i heard yesterday on three guys on like it's crazy um let's see and then we'll do one more um uh victoria's coronavirus restrictions roadmap includes social bubbles for people living alone single parents and households um actually i don't know why i did this one this is not the one i meant to do i'm sorry we'll save this for tomorrow sorry it's a longer one um did i delete the one i wanted to do oh well anyway the pope said that um oh yeah okay i did delete it by accident the pope said that the the plague uh gossiping is a plague worse than covid please brothers and sisters let's try not to gossip gossip is a plague worse than covid worse let's make a big effort no gossiping he said you could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up it's like honestly dog it's not the time it's not the time (laughs) you know looking around the world at this pandemic and everything i think y'all should keep the mask on so you can shut the fuck up when it comes time to talk about my business okay you know what the real problem is all this gossiping okay you know word of mouth has been very dangerous to the catholic organization because mm-hmm. you know what i guarantee you that attendance around the world went down during covid and people probably mm. are gossiping about you know the covid and you know still probably gossiping about their lawsuits about the mother station like you know a lot of that because sh- people ain't got nothing else to do so mm. a lot of that shit may have kind of crept back up in what people are talking about so instead of addressing it it's don't be talking about these child molesters all this gossiping going on mm-hmm i mean how you gonna child molest from six feet apart okay it's like it's impossible it's really hurting the catholic church right now they're they're struggling right now but i just know when it comes between gossiping and covid brother 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 you're wrong that's not true Mm -mm. stick to the facts okay let's try to have a fact i know it's religion so you don't need facts but i appreciate some facts uh with my coronavirus uh discussion you know what's the problem bitches (laughs) Okay. <laughs> that's the worst scourge in the coronavirus like no it's not no that's not it <laughs> niggas talking too much snitching mm, all right um it's, i think it's a question 
oh and the rock also got coronavirus i meant to bring that up too oh his whole family got it so his whole family got the coronavirus and they got it by hanging out with another family that they thought was social distancing which is my thing that i keep trying to tell everybody yeah everyone thinks they're doing a good job yes they do only you fucking know but so many people think they're quote-unquote doing a good job it's i wash my hands i i wasn't touching my face you know uh i go to the gym but i you know i wash the equipment off before i put get up we we are stupid we are a stupid public and i and and i I don't mean nothing personal i don't trust you niggas i don't want to die because i trusted one of y'all i don't want anyone to die because i was stupid and i didn't understand it but people are so supremely fucking confident while knowing nothing like if you look talk to the average person you've been tested right the average person not even being tested it's not even being tested if you talk to the average person hey what is the thing you need to do to avoid coronavirus they're gonna tell you wash your hands don't touch your face wipe things down that's what they're gonna tell you those are not that is not the thing the shit is in the air that is not the thing they think you can go to the gym quote-unquote safely they think you can go out to eat indoors safely they think you can do a lot of shit safely yeah and it's really more about a um i like you just want to have good eyes and get lucky but you're not necessarily being safe yeah and also it's goes back to marketing that's how the fuck it was marketing when people were scared didn't know what to do that was the thing everybody latched on to that was the easiest shit to do yeah because it's not easy to be like you gotta literally you gotta know what you literally stay away from everybody people like fuck that right i'll just wash my hands and wipe shit down and hope i don't get it yeah and the the question in the chat is not really relevant to what we're talking about okay um all right let's get into some other news let's see i know we've been going for a while on this topic uh and i did not even check the time on the drone okay cool 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 um uh let's get into some fucking with black people that's what we'll do next okay we uh we'll we'll go over the regular news tomorrow um we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right y'all it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fucked with the real sign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's start with progressive activist rapper killer mike slammed for meeting with gop governor atlanta rapper and progressive activist killer mike is facing a wave of scrutiny from democrats over his decision to meet with this week with governor georgia governor brian kemp a republican and also the illegitimate governor of georgia who stole the election from stacey abrams yes he did and he did it by suppressing the black vote yes he did news of the meeting first got out through the rapper uh who was a half of run the jewels uh the rapper and entrepreneur whose real name is michael render posted photos of his visit to atlanta state capitol on his instagram wednesday afternoon 
and wrote about his conversation with the president trump allied governor in the post render quoted his partner courtney seals who was also present at the meeting seals described a salt of the earth conversation between kemp and render render also thanked those who advised him on talking points for our oh the wrong four anyway for our community and the wider f-o-u-r yeah oh no uh and <laughs> and the wider community i'm about to say that's that's uh, unless it's another the way to spell four f-o-r-e four yeah oh yeah okay that four forefathers uh anyway uh as for how the political offices got along during the meeting killer mike wrote i will say i was welcomed with respect i was heard and our exchange was productive before the thank thanking kemp and his staff for meeting them this is the first of many real and frank conversations to be had he wrote hours later kemp tweeted out photos of the two shaking hands and laughing in his office today marty and i had a great meeting with at killer mike kemp wrote on social media platform referring to his wife we discussed how small businesses and music industry are weathering the pandemic the value of skill added skilled trade workers and our fight to end human trafficking in georgia we look forward to seeing him again soon render spent much of 2016 election campaign advocating for bernie sanders in 2020 he did the same kemp meanwhile has been a loyal supporter of president trump since 2016 uh while the two appear pleased with how their meeting went render faced considerable criticism for public publicizing the photos uh the root an african-american focused news organization slam render appearing uh for appearing with kemp uh i can't imagine that killer mike believes that the governor of making for making black votes disappear has any real interest in tackling racism in georgia or anywhere else so i guess the real question here is who was this meeting even for said columnist zach lindley as far as i could tell kemp is just following the gop trend of parading black faces around to show republican party isn't the old white man party it's perceived as being while uh continuing to ignore black issues and actively opposing anti-racism efforts for that mike gets a temporary seat at the proverbial table where he can figuratively serve the kool-aid damn they went in on twitter the criticism continued though render responded with confidence that the meeting was the right move in multiple tweets the rapper discussed how creating change sometimes involves doing things that appear unpopular in this case he argued following a popular route of meeting the with a hard line republican could lead to productive things yeah he also shouted out like i was trained by the same people that trained mlk and all this shit too uh render also retweeted an account left conservatives for biden that wrote and and for the inevitable partisans who say oh but kemp got a photo op he also got a listen got to listen to a powerful advocate for criminal justice reform on this issue we can build unconventional coalitions at the one user wrote him asking uh if he really met with the republican governor he said absolutely i pay taxes in georgia and own businesses there i'm checking up on my dollars at work i also meet with my city council member state rep and mayor i suggest all georgians do the same he added karen yes oh never mind i thought you were listening um i am listening you said karen and i'm like yes we playing we playing uh fucking with black people zero to a hundred it's a hundred okay all right no problem because i didn't know if you had more to go on with the article or what okay that that was it that was the article okay my bad that's why i was like yes (laughs) uh yeah i think it's a hundred for me as well uh why is it a hundred for you though you did you know it's it's a hundred because i feel as though how can i say this 
Killer Mike gonna do whatever Killer Mike wanna do, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of how black people feel about him and regardless of what they have to say about him. And this isn't the quote unquote first time he's done something that people have went at him for. Um, I think some of his moves are very privileged because, you know, a lot of times black men has a, have a tendency to be able to get in these spots. They're not talking to black women. You know, a lot of times, even Chrisette Michelle, she don't really, is it was with Chrisette Michelle? I think it was. Yeah, they were singing. Even she don't really count because she didn't actually go up to the White House and meet, you know, and get in a room with him. Black men did that, mm-hmm. you know, and so, uh, of course he's gonna meet with you. Why you you own businesses? You have money. Like they like they're not gonna meet with the people that are like motherfucker. Fuck you. Then he's not gonna meet with those people. You know those people that are being directly impacted. That those people are literally never gonna get a voice in the room. And so I feel as though Killer Mike feel like he's speaking on behalf of those people. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, it's not like Killer Mike has hasn't done these things in the past that uh, people consider controversy. Yeah, you know, I think also I just I, this reminds me when he went on uh the NRA TV with Colin Noir. Um it, it to me he just seemed like a very willful um almost like he's willing to trade be looking like a sucker for something that he feels is some sort of access but i don't see the positive that ever comes out of these meetings he's now and i think also killer mike wants to be considered a public intellectual but then he presents the most surface level bullshit excuse for his actions i think if you're a public intellectual and and i think he elevates these people who are racist who are bigots who are very simple people he he elevates them in order to elevate himself so he's like candace owens is very smart and we should you know like she has you know she's a very smart woman and we have to and the only reason he wants us to think that is so that we think oh him sitting down with her is not an insult him sitting down with her is two heavyweight two mental titans going at each other when they're not like like if i don't respect candace owens and what she's accomplished and um and I definitely don't think that the thing she says makes sense on any level when put up to critical thought. Mm-mm. When I see that, I, I don't, I don't think that. So then when I see that you do respect her and you do elevate her to a smart woman, I have to look at you and go, well, are you a smart person? Because you think this person is smart and they're clearly just a racist. And with Brian Kemp, it's even more of a slap in the face because brian kemp will do everything he can in his power to make sure that killer mike's vote doesn't count come on he's gonna do everything in his power to make sure killer mike's community's votes doesn't count yeah, and a, how do we know this for him how do we know this because he did it in 2016 so this isn't hypothetical we know what he did in 2016 to win that seat and he's planning to do it again mm-hmm. you know he hasn't uh like they he he's supposed to be in charge of the security for their voting machines which were hacked in 2016 he's done nothing you know fought tooth and nail against doing something he they lost quote unquote lost votes from black districts last year and only black districts in 2016 or 2018 i keep saying 2016 2018 they lost quote unquote the black votes 
to sit down in the face of that and tell me well we shook hands and we talked about a couple of topics that and that's it what the one i hate to belittle what he did to this but i honestly can't think of another way to put it but to me it's a photo op for both of them it is it's not just a photo op for brian kemp like no one want to believe it because killer mike always talking pro black this pro black that but to me this equates to a photo op for him too Mm -hmm. like look at me i got to take a picture in this in the governor's mansion with this with this white man shaking my hand because that shows you that i'm uh, uh you know i'm the kind of negro that wields power and you should respect that and i'm like you to me what's the difference between you and kanye west going to see trump to me it's the same shit you and, know and it's also one of those things too where you know you don't know if this is something where he's trying to get his face out there for his own political aspirations like you never know yeah, what i don't like even that. right i don't even see this as he's going to uh flip this into some bigger hustle or whatever necessarily you know what i'm saying like because people keep looking yeah he probably got like he just want to talk about his taxes and shit i don't even think it's that i think he legitimately does think this is good and and yeah. good to do i think i just it too. i just think if someone genuinely thinks that how can i respect them because it's not good to do it's not okay and all you did was give them another person they can be like i shook this black man's hand clearly i can't be racist mm-hmm. like i said well these you know black women that people actually respect uh that you are actually talking to yeah and i mean we know he has issues with around black women and leaving them out of conversation almost all these black almost all these dudes that claim to be speaking for some type of black agenda leave black women out black gay people out and all that shit you know it's i don't know man like i i feel like killer mike's just on that list with me now where i mean obviously not as bad as like a candace owens jason whitlock Mm -hmm. but but he's just on that list where like i roll my eyes you know where they not always wrong kind of like azalea banks she not always wrong but whenever her name come up it's like it it might just be some bullshit and and, you know and i think in these type of cases where you're doing it kind of acting like you're advocating for the community but we know that you're just being used for a photo op for this man to run for re-election and he's just gonna you know do the same things he already did i'm disgusted by that because you gave cover to that you you lended him the legitimacy that he doesn't deserve in my opinion from our community and you know uh and i am not a person that values the quote-unquote conversation it's one of the reasons i Mm -hmm. i don't i would never lower myself to that standard that's the lowest fucking bar we sat in a room apart from each other and exchange words is not a fucking goal beyond like first graders or something once you're an adult that should not be the goal we just need to have a conversation what does that mean when someone is adamantly opposed to everything that you embody and they aren't listening so so if y'all if neither one of y'all walked out of that room having given any ground or changed any minds why the fuck should i be saluting you thank you brother you sat down in that room with that white man and he didn't do shit different and you didn't either thank you nothing happened so waste of fucking time except for the photo that y'all want to promote as look at this unity it's not unity to me it's not even a tough conversation to me it's a photo op that's what that is and unlike the the photo op quote unquote that people get used for by trump sometimes 
sometimes they get shit out of that yeah they do like you can be mad about it if you want to cool like we all can differ over the value of those things but someone getting out of prison because uh kim kardashian took a picture with donald trump doesn't bother me nearly as much as this no it does not like somebody got free hbcus getting funding but even though they didn't want to take that photo but listen what the fuck were they supposed to do close the schools like i get that this i don't get this feels like a personal pat on the back for yourself and i I don't find it to be brave you know but obviously other people would differ but i think a lot of that's just if you like killer mike and especially if you're a black man you probably like the black man this this black man shit that like killer mike and ice cube are doing where it's just like i want i I haven't said shit for x amount of time now that it's a a two months out i want to talk about blackness and black issues why should we even vote for you like black men like that because it's because because those agendas always include black male centric only things they you know uh, there was um um there was actually uh ice cube was talking about his contract with um black america that he wants uh biden to sign and um remember how you remember everything i said about that on on the show when we talked about it basically i was like it was on here that we talked about that right if it wasn't here it was somewhere we talked about it but pregame yeah but i was just like yeah i i don't trust it because this type of shit you know is very much about cishet charismatic black male leadership and by that i mean you don't actually have to be a leader you don't actually have to be involved in the community member of any organizations you don't have to have a track record you can literally be like i just feel like it's my turn to talk about racial shit fuck these people that have been working on the ground for the last three and a half years at three years and ten months i've decided that i'm gonna withhold my vote until you come talk to me personally right and so i was like this kind of shit is never really thorough it's never really thought out um oh it must have been pregame because i I think i talked about dj Pooh. dj Pooh was going back and forth with me on twitter about it um well uh black women views is like uh this woman who's a big kamala harris supporter on uh twitter but she had a chance to like talk to him about it uh i think it was on the roland martin show and so she got to ask him about some of his policies um cube i'm curious what role did black women play in crafting this contract because and i don't mean this as a criticism i didn't really see that perspective really reflected in the fact that black women have unique challenges and were disproportionately impacted by things like uh, maternal mortality and the wage gap and things like that in addition to the impact that black men experience so i'm just wondering if any thought had been put into that in terms of including the the impacts to black women specifically in your contract for black america I would love to have a whole section, but to answer your question, not enough. You know, we've had input, uh, but, but not enough. You know, we, we need to, you know, to think about the things that we, we haven't thought about. We, we actually need a black, uh, women's section, uh, black girls and, and teenage section in, in this contract because there's, tons of issues that that's just not not there that you know need to be dealt with and, and so we would love help to just you know continue to grow this thing and make sure that we're touching all the bases and we're getting rid of as much pain uh as possible 
when it comes to things that's happening to black people, men, women, and children. Just let our panel know we've got. Okay. Um, I, you can't be 60 days out from the election shitting on all the other black people who have been working and then come with some incomplete shit like that, in my opinion. Yeah. And so his answer is they may have talked to a few, but basically he's telling you the black women were not actually included in this contract. And now we have to be relegated to and do it. What is that? A, a pen or did, uh, uh, how you uh, add to it like, like an appendix appendix a, mm-hmm. a subsection amendment yeah. yeah amendment that's right a subsection mm-hmm. and you know we have to be an article now we have to be an article subsection part three because right. we weren't in the room from the get-go but your whole your whole gist is the black community so these other pieces are actually a part of the black community which means they should have bought been bought to the table from the beginning because the thing is when you when when you when black men in many cases claim to speak for the community they mean black men and they mean straight black men they don't mean like cis had black men not all like that's what they mean and then the privilege means that everyone else is an afterthought but the people who have already been working especially black women have been approaching this work holistically as in what does our entire community need yeah we always include black what are the differences in the needs of different people and in different marginalized groups within the community this is the work they've been doing so that so that's the thing that i find frustrating and it was exactly what the fuck i said it was you know what i mean like i i was like this is this reeks of trying to get all the intention doing the least amount of work and even on the even if you want to say well look ice cube is just saying we should get more and um we have to just basically hold these politicians you know they want our vote this is the time to to leverage our vote blah 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 totally understand that i totally get that i really do what work has he done to even ensure that there will be votes withheld other than being ice cube you know what i'm saying like have you organized a bunch of people to be like we not voting in like we listen we are behind ice cube we have selected him we are in the ice cube organization and he represents our vote so if you don't if he don't give the okay we ain't fucking with you like you haven't even done that work you know and the thing is the things that he are saying he's saying a lot of this should have been we had 45 people in it, it uh, uh up for voting like when all these people came out on democratic side that was the time to actually do make an announcement like that because then it's like okay i can understand that because there's so many people yes you need to earn it yes you need to talk about our issues and our plights you know like that that was the time to drum this up but like you said you waiting for less than 60 days out when literally the race we're almost to the finish line like literally everybody else is out but two people to come out and say something like this it's just amazingly short-sighted i think and arrogant that's all i mean you know like i said it's just very arrogant to be like y'all negroes clearly haven't thought of this now let me come in and do the negotiating for the negroes it's like bro where have you been <laughs> you know what i mean and then people go so you trying to say he's never talked about black i know one said that we know he raps about black shit and all that stuff but you know just like when he won't uh stick to sports and jamel and carrie questioned him about the anti-semitic shit he was posting on twitter 
he, he was just basically on some like oh i didn't say nothing i just was posting stuff i didn't say no i just posted like this is to me this is not leadership you know this, this is some bullshit so um but yeah that's what the killer mike thing all of it's kind of related you know all these niggas kind of do this at the end Charlemagne does this they it's this you know i'm speaking for the black leadership and it's only because we are so desirous for a cishet black man to be the quote-unquote face of blackness and we keep electing niggas that just for any just because hey listen he's a cishet black man and he said he want to talk so everyone shut the fuck up let's talk everything we've seen on the ground since around 2010 has been mostly lgbtq and black women organizing everything we've seen on the ground for the most part and yet somehow we're still looking to fucking rappers and radio hosting shit you know what i mean like <laughs> this shit is insane you know it's like when people ride you know you and karen y'all are activists no the fuck we're not mm-hmm you know i have maybe because i have some respect for the work they do mm-hmm. but i don't need that label i'm nope. good i'm don't good don't it every nigga you like don't need to be your motherfucking like leader no they could just have opinions some niggas just drop good rap albums killer mike makes good rap albums it doesn't it doesn't need to translate until he's speaking for the black community and going to talk to a fucking governor kemp um who ain't gonna do shit but use it as a photo op you know i need i need i need my needed leaders to, to be a little more savvy and be like i'm not meeting with the nra tv guy and asking about wakanda having guns i'm not doing that you know um so yeah a hundred for a cube as well what about you oh and it's a hundred and it boils down to some of the things we said before quit asking everybody to, to particularly celebrities to come out and speak and have an opinions because this is the end result of that stop doing that sometimes them shutting the fuck up is actually benefits everybody because you're not going to like what a lot of them have to say yeah just because a celebrity is famous don't make make them no fucking and especially with black shit we always try to turn them into like some type of shit they don't want to be right and no one can be everything to everybody so you're just gonna end up hating these motherfuckers for no reason like yeah. one of the reasons i'm able to still like enjoy some of these people's entertainments because i don't really have that high of an opinion of them outside of just like what they do for a living so right i can be like oh yeah killer mike is a dope rapper but he's a whack politician or whatever you know he's kind of a whack activist for me that's it you know that doesn't make him a bad person Mm -mm. you know if i saw him in person i wouldn't be like this nigga like it's not Mm -hmm. even that same thing with Mm cube same thing with a lot of people it's just i literally don't i don't put them on a pedestal so i never had to take them off right but a lot of people just really 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 want to see uh especially a cishet black man on that pedestal speaking for the community you know specifically yeah because as it's sad but we never got over martin luther king right black people in general have martin luther king syndrome like you know he died, so we got the quote unquote. We've been seeking the, the the next Martin Luther King ever since. Like there can't be nobody else but him speaking for us. Right. Six nineteen families buy nearly ninety seven acres of land in Georgia with plans to build a city safe for Black people. Nineteen families join together and to uh, join in together to purchase ninety seven acres of land in Georgia. Uh, welcome to freedom, the real estate agent ashley scott said that she looked over the property that she and several groups of families bought in august i'm hoping that it will be a thriving safe haven for people of color from black for black families in particular 
particular uh the land is east of macon in the rural part of wilkinson county georgia initially scott and her friend investor and entrepreneur renee walters hadn't planned on buying such a large plot but the vision was always clear to create a safe space for black families uh for their black families being able to create a community that is thriving that is safe that has agriculture and commercial businesses that are supporting one another and for dollars circulating in our community that is the vision um so you're telling me in georgia even in georgia no less there are actual black women doing the thing killer mike talks about doing all the time but they're were they meeting with governor kemp was that not on the they'll never get into the room right (laughs) yeah i'm serious like like that's the thing the 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 people that are like i'm directly being impacted by this the people that will come up that will be in there and have facts and statistics the people that's been studying what the hell he's been doing how he's been suppressing the votes the people that will be like i have a problem with you they'll they won't get 20 feet in his presence it just seems like sometimes there's black leadership happening in that and it's considered separate Mm -hmm. like that's not because it's not a black man leading it it's, yeah you said it you said it um but yeah they did it because of my arbery uh watching that the death of him being uh killed after jogging um and she they said watching our people protest in the streets while it is important and i want people to stay out of stay out in the streets bringing attention to the injustices of black people we need to create a space and a place where we could be a village again a tribe again scott said the two shared the initiative to launch and create a new city originated by black families we wanted to create the safe space where we can address our own issues and concerns and uh governor kemp asked killer mike for directions to this town so he can make sure they don't get the vote uh zero to 100 karen it is a a hundred and a zero all at the same time oh damn it's about to get deep up in here go ahead break it down (laughs) it is it is a zero because i'm excited for what for what they're doing uh and things like that it is a 100 because uh, it's one of those things where you go back and you look at the history this is not the first time this has happened so it's one of those things like i'm concerned about their safety i'm concerned about you know what kind of security are they gonna have like i begin to be concerned about other shit because you know when white people hear about black people got a town and ain't no quote-unquote white people allowed which is something that they never said but that's what white people are going to hear what happens when the white people around start having problems what happened when it becomes successful and it grows and black people from other areas or parts of georgia start coming what happened when the quote-unquote population gets too brown and gets too dark over there what happens then like 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 that's where my hundred comes from because i know white people gonna white i mean i obviously worry about you know tosa you know that type of uh you know this is not a first time that black people have tried this we tried this historically many times but um whether it's through you know the policing like in ferguson or whether it's through uh outright white you know citizen terrorism Mm -hmm. um you know these efforts have been um diminished and bastardized and attacked over and over again yeah and and it's also one one of the things where i could be wrong it might be where they where they're there and it's not a problem and the communities around help and the communities around support like i i hope 
that I am absolutely positively wrong. I hope that the white people leave them alone and just let them flourish and just let them do their thing and just because that's all black people want just to be left alone. Like literally that's all we want to to be left alone. We don't care about your white people's presence. We don't care about y'all being around us. We don't care about you living. We don't care about you thriving. We just want to be left alone yeah for me i give it a zero i think it's beautiful what they're trying to do and um i'm not bothered by what they're doing at all um Mm -hmm. so uh i I support these sisters i hope they're able to get it done and in a place like georgia that may be the only solace that black people are going to have is being in community with each other because clearly they're suppressing the vote there and um and doing everything they can to make sure they maintain power you know Um, of course so i i do hope they i do hope they they're safe and uh and protected but mm-hmm. and I, you just never know but i but i just i know what they're trying to do i fully support me too me too and i hope it gets to the point where it's a big voting block and like they can actually do things like i'm really uh uh hopeful for uh this uh to be all right let's get into some guess the race now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news arcs from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone playing is racist all right let's get into our first one all right a slovenian woman cut off her hand for insurance payout oh shit mm-hmm uh court in slovenia on friday sentenced a 22 gold hand what is this <laughs> a gold hand what do you what does that mean for insurance purposes like i mean what was your hand made out of that was that important that it must have been had to be cut off oh mm-hmm. uh she was sentenced to a 20 uh, they sentenced a 22 year old to two years in prison for deliberately cutting off her hand with a circular saw to make a fraudulent insurance claim oh Mm-hmm. Oh. okay I'm, okay i'm with you now i'm with you now okay i understand yeah it took a lot of guts to do some shit like that i really gotta hand it to her she was trying to get that real five finger discount I think she was just trying to get a hand up on the competition <laughs> trying to get a government handout yeah that's a good one um so um she the district court in some place i can't pronounce said that jalousia adlesic agreed with her boyfriend to have her left hand severed above the wrist at their home in the capital early in 2019 
she was found guilty of attempted insurance fraud man a man bringing a woman down ain't that how it be y'all mm-hmm. why didn't cut off her hand he's like oh baby i would cut mine off but you know i can't we can't have that out we gonna cut your hand off you know they because they won't see that coming see they think i would cut my hand off because but some one of us got to know how to operate the saw and i'm good at tying tourniquets so i think it's gotta be you <laughs> uh, about a year earlier she signed contracts with five different insurance companies she stood to collect more than a million euros about half paid immediately and the rest in regularly monthly regular monthly installments well yeah uh, they're gonna think something if you take out five insurance policies on your hands you know five so do y'all have any i know y'all what do y'all do here life insurance okay um y'all also do car insurance okay uh rental insurance house insurance okay that's cool y'all do any hand insurance i mean it's particularly are you a hand model like if you are a hand model i can see you having a policy like that but if your career is not in your hands what's the point specifically what y'all do for left hand insurance like uh, how specific can we get and i'm gonna i'm gonna need i have another meeting at two to go to at geico so i'm gonna need y'all to hurry up and give me this insurance quote before i hit the road i mean and just to let you know i'm be as hands off as possible it's a pretty risky decision um but yeah they so then her boyfriend was sentenced to three years in prison and his father received one year damn the oh, dad, what the, the, how did daddy step in here and that's not even married not father-in-law just boyfriend damn boy i swear for my man authorities say they left the severed hand behind rather than bring it to the hospital to ensure the disability was permanent but the, <gasps> but the police recovered it and it was reattached for prosecutors said the days before the incident ad partner searched for information on the internet about how artificial hands work they claimed this is a google get you every time don't it don't it google's like i save all the history i got no computer Mm-mm. Mm-mm. google like i transfer all the history does google volunteer this information or do the police just find it do they I- just type in hand and then it just come up in the search history i don't know because you know we've had i've had several laptops and yeah. google is like hey you remember what you did three laptops ago i remember that shit mm-hmm. google telling everybody business for real this nigga search can you do a hand job with an artificial hand now why would he need to why would he up? need to do that okay. uh he, he said he looked for uh he looked for he looked for um penis attachments to the hand now why would he why why would he be looking hmm. for that he looked flesh like prosthesis mm. all right they were looking can hand can, can an artificial hand make her squirt why would yeah. you be why looking you, for such this specific is a very specific information very specific search here uh during the trial the woman claimed ignorance saying she would never have cut off her hand deliberately no one wants to be crippled she told the court my youth has been destroyed i lost my hand at the age of 20 only i know how it happened the trial has attracted a lot of public and media attention blah 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 karen guess the race oh everybody in this joint is white everybody in this joint is white according to karen let's check the chat room and see what these negroes believe 
um super specific pornhub results that's not a buzz willing to risk it all white oh. i'm guessing the police took the home laptop and then just that's not a race the bitch got frankenstein hand white hands down oh. a white hands down a white woman white um uh white uh pink as the hand that you used to be the correct answer is white no one missed it um i'll show y'all her picture in the chat um but uh she's a she's very she's a very white woman okay um her her boyfriend like he must got that good good okay like you know how good the dick gotta be to convince somebody to cut their hand off at 20 years old and you're not even married Mm-mm. I, shit i am 41 and no nigga i'm not cutting my hand off like but that dick must have been too bomb okay you must have had her dickmatized up in there yeah that's some dumb shit you would do when you young Mm-hmm. i mean that's how you got to get them before they you know get some sense got, got some sense and confidence and shit but yeah he, he must have he must put that thigh out on her to be out here cutting off hands mm. i mean i ain't one to point the finger I mean, I, I mean, I wonder how did they pin it on her? What? <laughs> you have to use your fingers to put the pin in the tack. Okay, that's that's um, that's too hot thought. My bad. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was just above my head. I just couldn't, I couldn't grasp that one, Karen. So, um, I guess I missed it. Oh. yeah i'm I'm sorry i i thought you know the the pin would be kind of handy <laughs> all right <sighs> show of hands how many got that joke all right let's get into the bonus round Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and a bonus round of guess the race. So far, Karen is uh two for two. Yes. Let's see if she can go three for three. Let's find out together, y'all. A naked woman used a sex toy in an adult store. Oh, oh! I, I guess she thought she thought it was uh one of them uh the uh this display models that you could actually use. Try before you buy is what I always say. Uh, after taking oh, a, you know what she thought she thought was a demo. Mm-hmm. A demo dildo. Mm-hmm. After taking a sex toy from a shelf at a Florida adult novelty, of course, Florida, of course, a Florida adult novelty store, a woman removed the, her clothes and began using a pink colored device inside the business. A Fort Pierce cop was dispatched early Tuesday evening to the Lions Den Adult Superstore in reference to a disturbance. It was the Lions Den, all right. Well, hopefully she used safe sex and wore a mask. Hopefully she put a condom on it. Mm-mm. Mask is the new safe sex, Karen. Okay. Oh, my bad. Uh, in route to the business, a dispatcher noted that there was a female in the store wearing a purple shirt and had on no pants. 
oh she was getting it like barney the dinosaur before the officer, she was out here like winnie the pooh mm-hmm, daffy ducking it before the officer arrived entered lion's den uh <laughs> she was in the lion's den all right uh worker explained that the masturbating suspect had removed a sex toy from the packaging and it was now fully nude the woman the work oh she was fully nude the woman the worker added had disappeared into a stock room with the sex toy when he entered the stock room the officer found Teresa stanley 36 sitting uh in an office chair with her feet up on the table oh she was getting it in making herself at home okay that's how you gotta do sometimes um stanley had a pink colored penis shaped sex toy in her hand and was using the device in a masturbatory manner right after the cop appeared stanley stopped making use of the sex toy and dropped it to the ground <laughs> what did she think was gonna happen i don't know she was like oh uh the, the, this officer what a coincidence i mean did you come in to finish the scene uh right uh stanley was arrested for theft and indecent exposure both misdemeanors after being read her rights stanley declined to speak to the officer uh whose body worn camera recorded the bizarre incident oh that's a body cam you won't be able to get the freedom of the information act on Mm-mm. um stanley was booked in the saint lucy county jail and she is being held in lieu of fifteen hundred dollars bond which makes sense because if she didn't have the bond she definitely had no sex toy money right you know so you gotta like netflix with a, like net dicks i guess like with a with, with dildos and stuff you just rent it um <laughs> no just check it out like a library book Mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh <laughs> you use it as yours her rap sheet include her rap sheet includes convictions for soliciting prostitution uh possession of drug paraphernalia she was charged earlier this year with grand theft auto a felony case that is pending karen oh, guess she's the race in the video games too apparently white karen's going with white let's check the chat room mm-hmm. she was grand theft autoing it up all right mm-hmm. um grand theft dildo is what that was yes it was uh let's check the chat room see what they believe the body camera worked white she got too much dick on the brain white very satisfied white woman charlie sheen sex addict white looks like everyone's going white on this one um white too open in the store if this ain't the whitest woman shit white who else whitey uh the correct answer is white and uh that's her there um and then they charged her with uh, they said her missed her 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 record included soliciting prostitution which is you know that's not the same as being a prostitute so Mm -hmm. she was she was out here trying to get one okay Mm -hmm. she's like someone gonna take care of this pussy i don't give a fuck by hook or by crook all right real fake don't care Mm mm-hmm um well you know sometimes it's an emergency situation the pandemic's doing a lot to all of us all right Uh, we all try to survive sore ratchetness oh you gotta hand it to her she was doing a pretty good job apparently Mm -hmm. 
at least she was at the adult video store mm-hmm. i mean it could have been worse she could have been like ma'am this is a wendy's yeah unlike that other lady she had before her hands i think you just want me to play the the csi sound effect yes thank you you just knew something with hands you didn't yes <laughs> and i don't even care oh my god <laughs> so what kind of train wreck is you running uh police man <laughs> man with sword threatens family over black lives matter sign mm. racism and sword ratchiness police say a man threatened a pocatello family with a sword at the spot and a sign on their property that read vote blm uh brian e huff 31 climbed over the backyard fence of a home on the 700 block of a street that we shouldn't necessarily need to put in a news article right? i don't know why they be putting people addresses in there well especially in this case where the motherfuckers might target them for being pro black lives matter all right he pulled out what he called a sword and approached the family according to affidavit of probable cause the family told pocatello police department they saw a man they did not know climb over the fence they said the man later identified himself asked what was on their fence referring to the vote blm sign the sign is likely referring to black lives matter movement which gained momentum across the united states after the death of george floyd on may 25th as huff approached he was in a huff all right uh the family he allegedly pulled out a weapon from his waistband when the when the victims called it a knife he reportedly corrected them and called it a sword oh oh he let them know Mm -mm, this is a katana don't be calling this no goddamn knife he also does that with his micro penis this is a penis that's a tiny oh okay i thought it was a toe nope this is a dick get it right call it what it is huff said something to the effect of it's going down today today is a day of reckoning as the family feared for their safety a woman ran inside to call 911 huff climbed back over the fence allegedly said he would be back later that night officers spotted huff in the area placed him under arrest and found the weapon he's charged with felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon at an initial appearance on wednesday magistrate judge eric hun set his bail at ten thousand dollars a preliminary hearing set for september 21st jeez um this is that's insane mm-hmm. um yeah these motherfuckers got swords and they racist and y'all wonder why i don't want people to have swords out here just all willy-nilly with unregulated unlicensed swords y'all better it's a be weapon mm-hmm. all right y'all that's it for today's episode we'll be back tomorrow um tuesday our guest will be shalewa sharp so that should be fun looking yes. forward to talking to her again yes, sir. and uh until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.